You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. And talking about the NFL, Rich Cimini stopped by last hour to give you an update on what's going on with the Jets and also to give you his thoughts on uh, what happened with the AFC. And uh, so, you know, that's where we are. We'll continue the conversation until midnight. Let's head back to the phones. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Craig in Jersey. Craig, you're next on The Drive. Hey, how you doing? Love your show. Thank you, I sir. usually agree with you a lot, but I'm a little confused at why you're making the Bills situation sound so dire. Um, I think Josh Allen has a little bit more work to do, and they might need a couple more pieces in place, but, uh, you know, they're, 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 they're not there yet. But maybe maybe it's my, I'm getting the wrong impression, but it just seems like you're making it like a very dire situation for them. And uh, you got a great show, and I'll listen to your thoughts. Thank you. Sure, no problem. Uh, thanks for the phone call. I'm not saying it's a dire situation. I'm just saying what's fact. Going into this season, based on what they accomplished and how last season ended, much like for Dallas, this was a very important season. This was a must win for them to get to the Super Bowl. And the only point I'm making is that when you've been as successful as they have been, there's no guarantees that you're going to get back to where you were. It's just the way it is in football. There's no guarantees. Not saying they can't get back there. Not saying they won't get back there. It's just that all eyes were like, oh, they're definitely going to go. It was like they're odds-on favorite to get to the Super Bowl. May not get to. Just like Kansas City. Kansas City, everybody, oh, Kansas City's going back to the Super Bowl. Kansas City may not get back to the Super Bowl. They got to face Cincinnati again. <laughs> they, they, maybe they'll find a way to beat them this time and they'll get back there. So only thing I'm saying is I'm not – listen, a team that's in dire dire situation, there's a bunch of other teams. Buffalo is not in as bad a situation as a bunch of other teams. But compared to themselves and what they need to do and what their role is and what they want to accomplish based on where they finished and how they've been last year and how they built up to this moment, I mean, look at them. Every single year, they've added pieces to get to where they are. And they just fell short this year. So now the question becomes, you know, can they do the same things to get back there next year? I don't know. Hopefully they can. You know, if you're a Bills fan, that's what you're hoping for. If you're a Bills fan, you're like, listen, we're better than a bunch of other teams in this league. We got to the, we made the postseason again. And every year is a learning year for Josh Allen. There's no question about it. But, I mean, this year, you you kind of thought that the way they were rolling, that this was going to be the year for them. You know, even with the overcoming the injuries to him with the elbow and everything, you really thought this was going to be the year for them. It just fell short. You know, they lost to a better team today. You know? But, uh, you know, this Cincinnati team, they're not going anywhere either. <laughs> they're really good. They're really good. And the surprising thing for me was – you know, they had depth on that uh, trying to get that three-point, trying to get that uh, offensive line with three guys out. By the way, Nets come back and win 121-16 over Golden State. Kevin's in Westchester. Kevin, you're next on the drive. There ain't no guarantee that the one you love is going to love you. Each game has its own DNA. 
Now, with the 49ers, Dallas, you saw on display two two very really good defensive teams there. And uh, 49ers, once they started getting that running game going, it opened up the passing game, and that was enough to win this game. And there, and there were always certain things that can happen. Like the way the first half ended, you saw the 49ers is about a, a buck 40 on the clock, and they don't call timeout to stop the clock. You would think maybe they practiced that in training camp. I mean, I'm just joking. And they almost ran out of time. They have one second left on the clock to kick the field goal. So even those plays will never be remembered. But if they lose that game, the 49er fans will be dreaming about that game with nightmares. And uh, I just I look at the uh, uh, Brock uh, Purdy. This guy is, is cool. He's cool. He's Joe Cool back there, and and that's what you need. You need a guy back there who could just get the ball out there when they had to do it, and that's what happened. The defense again put him over the top. Dallas has got nothing to be embarrassed about, but you can't have nightmares over your kicker, even though he hit mm. some good field goals. He still got the extra point blocked right away, which gave the Cowboy fans probably were every time they looked at him on the screen, they probably turned the other way. And um, Bengals and the uh, Bills, first of all, I don't think they use Josh Allen really good or the way they should. They, there's more things you could do with him offensively that would benefit the team. But uh, looking now, is did Joe Burrow and the Bengals pass them by? Well, right now they did. The last couple of years they've done it. And uh, they're going to have a big game next week against Kansas. It's a big game. That's a big marquee game. No question about it, Kevin. Thanks for the phone call. And and here's the other thing. Um, I think Buffalo, if, if you look back, Buffalo didn't use Josh Allen the way they wanted to because Cincinnati didn't allow him to. Cincinnati's defense is very good. They're not a bad team. They're not. They're a really good team. They're a really, really good team with a fabulous quarterback. All right, and they have great receivers. They can run. They they can get you different ways. You know, they can get you different ways. So uh, that's what you're looking at, and that's what makes it fun. You know, you when you meet great teams. Okay, when you meet great teams, they force you to do things that sometimes you're not comfortable with doing. Right, they force you to take you out of your comfort zone. And what the smart, really good teams that are smart do is they take away what you love to do. Okay? And it was very simple. And we we always talk about, you know, the run game and nobody runs in the NFL anymore. And, you know, you got to throw the wind in the NFL. When you get to the postseason, it's about a little balance. If you can show that you can run the football at all, it's a big deal. It helps you out. It just does. But ultimately, no matter what the game is, no matter, especially in the postseason, it's about the play in the trenches. It just is. It's always about that. It's always about that. It's always about who controls the line of scrimmage, who who controls the offensive line and the defensive line. And once again, that's what you saw in Buffalo today. Cincinnati was able to run the football. They were able to blow up. Buffalo off the ball, their defensive line. They've always had issues this season. For the most part, they they were able to get wins because they were just outscoring people. But they've always had issues, especially as Samini mentioned when he joined us last hour, since Von Miller's been out. So now you're not only you're not rushing the passer, and now you're having consistencies in trying to slow the run game down. 
now that puts you on puts you on skates defensively. So you know, listen, they'll go back to the drawing board. They see what happens. They'll have to go back and strengthen in the areas that are weak, and they'll come back and give it a go again next year. The fact of the matter is, they continue to get there. They just need to do a couple of other things to get over the hump, so they can you know. They can reach the goal that everybody has set for them, including themselves. And that's representing the AFC. But every year that you don't do it, you know, once again, as the caller mentioned, Joe Burrow and Cincinnati, they're right there. And who knows what happens next season with somebody else that we're not even thinking about could have one of those years where everything just comes together and they play well. I don't know. I mean, where's Aaron Rodgers go? Where's Tom Brady go? If Tom Brady goes to Vegas, which I don't think he, I think he should retire. But if Tom Brady goes, it's not my decision. But if Tom Brady goes to Vegas, does he have enough left with work on their offensive line and some things to get them into at least a playoff? And then what happens when you get late? Does he? Could that be a possibility? What about Aaron Rodgers? Does he come over to the AFC? I'll tell you what, a lot of good young quarterbacks in the AFC. A lot of good ones. It's going to be tough to get past Burrow and Josh Allen and some of the other guys. It's going to be tough. 1-800-919-3776. More of your calls next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. They're going to be in the position where they're going to, you just don't have confidence that they'll get it right. You just don't. Like, they made a couple of good draft choices this year, so you give them credit. But, you know, what What do they do going forward? And you heard me ask Samini, what is what makes this job attractive for an offensive coordinator to come in here? I don't know. I, do you need the quarterback first so that they know what they're working with? And how do you get a quarterback? Is it? Is it? And I don't think, look, I'll be honest. I don't think Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is not coming here. Lamar Jackson's not coming here. You're either going to have to roll the dice with uh, Jimmy G or, I mean, you have to trade more than you want for Derek Carr. And that's a situation where February, you heard Samini tell you, um, over the next next couple of weeks, they have to make a decision in with the Raiders as to what they're going to do with him because they want him off the books. They didn't sit him to keep him. They sat him so he doesn't get hurt, so they can move forward. So you just you just wonder, you just have a you just concern. You're just like, what what's what's what are they gonna do? What what will what will happen to make you think that they can make a move that you'll agree with? That you'll say, you know what? This is a good move. This is I like what they did here going forward. How, what what do they have to do? I mean, it's almost like we have to prove ourselves. Once again, we got to prove ourselves to see what's happening. We got to prove ourselves to the fans to keep you to keep you confident. And again, it's it's for me. I really believe that if you're getting an OC this year, I mean, come on, it's got to be somebody that's had some previous experience doing the job. I mean, you've tried it with first-year guys. It didn't work. You know, you got to have somebody that's 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 done it before. It can't be it can't be a new guy. Okay, it could be a young guy. Okay, second or third year, 
I've, I've, I've made some calls. Okay, I could see that. But, you know, Buddhists mentioned it and some other calls have mentioned it as well. It's time to move on past the we'll give these folks a chance, the new people a chance. You need some veteran folks in here now. Usually in the NFL, you go the opposite way, right? If you hire a players-friendly coach, then the other the next time you hire one, you hire a disciplinarian. Okay, the, the first time stuff is over with this team, you need somebody that's got some experience that can set the record straight. And this is these are what callers who are fans are saying, and it's, you know, in the case you need to listen. I just think you do. Now, we'll see how it turns out. Maybe this will be the year that everything comes together and they'll make, uh, you know, they put themselves in a tough spot. But maybe this will be the year where they'll make some moves and things get better where you can build on some of the positivity that you had with, with a couple of the young players that you drafted this year and what they were able to do. And you're right. You saw defenses this weekend that you can say the Jets are a good defense. Championship-level defenses you saw with Cincinnati. Championship-level defenses you saw with Dallas and Frisco. Those are championship-level defenses. Jets have a good defense. It's a thousand times better than it was last year. They have a good defense. They do. But they still don't consistently get to the rush the passer. They need to improve that. The linebacking, you know, the linebacking core was okay. You know, you saw over the past couple of days, this weekend, you saw defenses that were able to get off the field on third down consistently. That, for me, is one of the things that identifies a championship-level defense. you got to be able to get off the field on third down. Now, you, nobody gets off the field on third down all the time. But in key moments of the game, you have to be able to get off the field on third down. I mean, look at the weapons San Francisco has. And once again, Dallas is D. Did a decent job in keeping those weapons at bay. And they forced Dak Prescott, San Francisco's defense, forced Dak Prescott into, you know, making it tough to get guys that he wanted to go. Yeah, they got to play here or there, but they were never able to consistently string long plays and long drives together. And that's why Dallas is home. We'll continue the conversation on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN. We now know what's happening next week. We've got our final four in the National Football League. We've got Kansas City and Cincinnati in Kansas City. And we've got Philadelphia and San Francisco. And what's interesting for me in these games is you've got the possibility of a lot of offense, right? In in both games. But for me, obviously Patrick Mahomes is going to play. He said it today. I mean, come on. It's it's the conference final. You know he's going to play. He's going to wrap it up. He's going to do whatever he, he has to do to get on the field with that ankle. But what makes Patrick Mahomes Patrick Mahomes, a lot of it is his mobility, his his ability to get – the ball to his playmakers in uh, different positions, right? The sidearm, the jump pass. 
you saw him come back even after the ankle injury and throw the jump pass and really, even though he came, used the other ankle, normally goes off his right, he went off his left ankle because his right ankle was compromised. You still saw him limp very, very badly after that play. So you just wonder uh, how, how good is he going to be next week? My concern, as I mentioned to Rich Samini earlier when he joined us, is I just don't have a lot of confidence in Kansas City's defense. I mean, Steve Spagnuolo is, is a fabulous defensive coordinator. He's done a nice job. Obviously, Giant fans know him from his success here. But that Cincinnati, he's yet to be able to solve the Cincinnati Bengals offense to the point that they have beaten them three consecutive times. And if you're Cincinnati, you feel confident going in. I mean, you do. You feel confident. You feel like it's your time. You've got a little swagger to you. Uh, you know, you could hear how Joe Burrow commented uh, in the game today when he was interviewed afterwards about how a lot of folks were saying it was going to be a rematch of last year, Buffalo, Kansas City, Buffalo, Kansas City, and he made the comment, it's going to be some refunds going out. So clearly, not that they needed a rallying cry, but clearly that was a rallying cry for them is the fact that people don't think we're good enough to get there. And got to tell you, as the season went on, you had you got the feeling that Cincinnati was a really good team that was on a roll. You know, with the receivers, the running game, they're, they're a complete team. Their defense is really good. Uh, obviously, yeah, a number of folks, I understand why you would think that it might be some issues because of the injuries on the offensive line. But whatever they did, they schemed, the, the backups played well, they they handled, they protected him reasonably well today. And he was able to do what he did with ease. I mean, nobody, nobody would have been surprised that the Bengals beat the Bills today. It's how they beat them. Okay, it's how they beat them. So that's the real that's the real question. That's the real takeaway that you have from this game. So I mean, for me, I mean you gotta give the nod to Cincinnati going into Kansas City next week. You have to. What do you see that Kansas City can do to change with a compromised Patrick Mahomes. Now, Patrick Mahomes could be close to 100%, just like we thought, well, we don't know how, how healthy Jalen Hurts is. Well, Jalen Hurts may not have been 100%, but he played like he was 100% last night. So what do you, you know, how do you, how do you, what do you think? I mean, it's got to be, you have to think that they've got a better than average shot at rolling and going in there and beating Kansas City again. It's not going to be easy, but you have to think they'll go in there and do what they need to do. They're on a roll right now. They're very confident, very talented coaching staff. You know, Spagnuolo's got to figure out what is he going to take away from them. What do you do? Because his his defense is a bend-don't-break defense. And it's based on a lot of pressures and different blitzing and stuff like that. And when you face the team as much as they face Cincinnati, I mean, what do you do? you have to really come up with something different. And, you know, that'll be his job. Should be a good game. I'll say that. As far as the Niners and Eagles are concerned, I mean, you know, we keep waiting for Purdy to come up empty, right? We keep waiting. And 
what's so good for him is that, and once again, George Kittle made some plays today, and that that play where he reached out and caught the caught the ball with one hand, tipped it to himself, and then, you know, it's a great play. Um, he's got so many weapons around him that all he has to do is not make a mistake. He's got guys that if you just put it near them, they make the play for you. Debo Samuels is a, is a phenomenal player. I mean, I know he's a wide receiver, but you line him up in the backfield, he runs like a running back. He's he's. They give you a lot of options. They can run the ball. They can they can throw the ball. And once again, their defense keeps them in games. So this is really a, a, a fascinating matchup because you've got Philadelphia who's just playing right now great. And you've got uh, San Francisco that's right now playing great. And both defenses are very good. And both offenses are good. Even though I I kind of give a slight edge to the Eagles offensively only because of, you know, their their offensive line and Jalen Hurts with a little bit more experience, but it's close. It's not it's not a big edge, but it's close. It's it's close. But it should be very entertaining games next weekend. Looking forward to it. With the representative of each winner going to the Super Bowl in a couple of weeks. Boy, it's it's should be a good game. Should really be a couple of good games. Hope we're not disappointed. Hope we don't get some blowouts. Hope we get these really tight games. We'll continue the conversation next on 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to The Drive with Larry Hardesty on 98.7 ESPN.